Welcome back to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me as always is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I got uh, We got our first baseball tournament this weekend. I, I'll tell you, man, I can't be much more excited. I had the coaches meeting last night, went over to game plan for the for the uh for the weekend and uh ah, it's here it's here man baseball season's here that it's my favorite it's my favorite thing in the world and it's here well for some people it's here uh so i'm excited for you i'm excited for you uh i i i bought now we're going to talk about this in a little bit here but major league baseball season is we don't know when it's going to start to be honest with you but um i did buy uh vouchers so I, I essentially have tickets, uh, and, uh, and I, I was looking at the schedule the other day and I'm like, all right, these are the games I'm interested in. Uh, you know, and I, to be honest, I, I think there, I probably would wait until sometime in June anyway, maybe yeah. to start going to games that I'm really interested in for sure. Um, so that's a good, that's a good thing for me, but anyway, um, we're going to talk about Major League Baseball and where they're at and all that good stuff. Uh, but I'm excited for you, uh, for your 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 team, your boy to be playing. Uh, my my niece, I just got her schedule for her first basketball season. Uh, oh yeah, which starts next week. Uh, so I'm pretty pumped about that. First grade basketball. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be funny. First grade girls basketball. Is it mixed? Do they have boys and girls playing with each other? Or is it just girls? That's a good question. I'm not. I think it's probably mixed. Is it, is it, uh, what school, what school is it? It's, um, I think it's just like an Oak Hills thing in general. So I think they're yep, playing that's at mixed. little drip. Yeah. That's little dribblers. That's yeah, mixed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh buddy. Cool. bud. that's the one we talked about last year on this podcast. <laughs> My boy was on that thing and he went down and he's like, wait a second, hold up. This is, uh, this is not basketball. He stopped his dribble and he knew he had to pass or shoot and no one else did. <laughs> literally no one else did i can't wait can't wait to go go see her play um so yeah she's anyway. gonna be a beast so Lots yeah so stuff. so we got baseball coming up i'm yeah. excited we've got a big season i only got to go to a couple reds games last year because of how busy we are with baseball throughout with with both softball for the twins and and for as much as parker plays so it's going to be a little bit easier this year because it sounds like at least for now, the first two series are officially canceled in baseball. That's right. Uh, that's right. Because they, they got together for nine days and uh, the, the players association and the owners got together for nine days and did a lot of negotiating and couldn't come up with even got, you know, had a deadline of last of Monday, this past Monday. Um, and then even, and then got close enough to where they extended the deadline a day before they were going to cancel games, thinking that they may be able to get something done, gave everybody some hope, dashed everybody's hopes the next day because it didn't happen (laughs) and they ended up canceling games. And then of course, everybody is all up in arms and, uh, all the, all the, you know, Rob Manfred slander and everything's out like it always is anyway, but even more now and all these, you know, these owners are billionaires and they're ruining baseball and all, you know, 
but it really it's depends really- on who you ask and it depends on who you talk to and who you listen to. And cause you know, some people are upset with the players as well cause they're asking for too much, but then, you know, they're a baseball. If you ask the owners has been on a decline as far as revenue the last few years. But uh, if you look at it from another perspective, they have, they have gained quite a bit. <laughs> They've made a lot of money uh, over the last few years. So really that's the frustrating part to me is, it's just, it really, I mentioned this before, it really reminds me a lot of the politics in the country. It's, it's two sides that just flat out do not agree. And the more they don't agree, the more they seem like they don't want to agree. As much as they talk about, we want to get something done. Of course, we all, we all want to play baseball. They just flat out think the other group is wrong. about You have, you have entrepreneurial billionaires that run these teams that are always going to think they're right about whatever they do because they've been right their whole lives. They made all this money. They're able to buy a team. They have a team and they run their team like a business. It's what it is. It's a business. I get it. The problem with this business is this business is entertainment and it's for your, your city. And some of these people, own teams that aren't even in a city that they even care about. They just wanted a baseball team. So I got a baseball team. That being said, I understand what the players want. I understand it. I mean, you're a young player in baseball. It is hard to make money. You do not make a lot of cash. You're in the minors. It is not a lot of money at all. It's like 20 grand a year. You're living off a signing bonus. That is it. When you get to the major league level and you are under arbitration for your first four years or five years under arbitration, I get it. There's a lot of money to be made. Everybody wants a piece of that big, the billions of dollars that are out there for um, with these TV contracts. We know how much is coming in. The players want the owners to open your books. If you're really losing money and money's not as good as you say it is, open the books. Let's take a look at it. If you're really where you say you are, then yeah. Fine, we'll we'll concede, but nobody will open their books. So I don't know if that'll ever happen. They don't have to, they're not going to. So here we are. Now we know. Now we we know how much they make on the on the contracts, but we don't know what else, what other money is out there. So they just gotta find I don't know that they're gonna find a way because like you said, they just seem to be like politics now where once you have a side, you cannot move or else you're the word or else you know what I mean, you can't. You can't be a gun-toting uh, uh, pro-life. No, is that right? No. A, you can't be pro-life and not want gun. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You can't be against abortion or for abortion and have a gun. You're not allowed to be that. But there are plenty of people out there that feel certain ways about everything. And it's exactly how this is. You have two sides, and they just – cannot make their detail gonna make this work nobody cares on them Uh oh i don't know if i lost you or you lost me yeah i don't i'm i'm hearing every once in a while and you're frozen (laughs) oh here we go here we go. I'm hearing you now. I don't know if I lost you or you lost me or how that worked, but I'm gone. All right. I think we're good now. You good? All right. Yeah. I'm good. Oh. That's all I got.
There it goes again. <laughs> hmm. Oh, there you go. I can hear you a little bit. My screen's gonna be black. I'm gonna switch. To, um... Okay. Any better? I can hear you. And it also sounded right, like you said good. Eddie Vetter. Yeah, Eddie Vetter. Getting better. I switched. Uh, I switched from one Wi-Fi to the other in the house. So hopefully this one works a little better. Okay. I got you. I got you so far. So far, so good. All right. So far, so good. So I don't know, man. What do you, what do, you do you think this will get resolved? Are we going to play baseball this year? Here, here's my biggest problem with it now. It took the, – the lockout started December 1st. It took them 42 days to even make an offer, to even make a proposal either side. Why did that happen? Number two. They did that. They they went nine days straight or whatever it was, talked, had these negotiations. They didn't resolve it by the deadline to, to start moving games, to start canceling games. They did that, and then they stopped talking, and there's no plans now to talk again. That makes no sense to me. That's what – that's I'm, I'm upset with both sides now because of that. It, it, it yeah. doesn't make sense to, to, to stop talking now. Now you're canceling games. Everybody's being hurt by this, players and, and owners, all right? Why would you not just stay there? Look, if you need a day, if everybody's getting extra fed up and, and you're just starting to, like, really lose your, your, your sense of being able to think and, and um, that kind of thing because your, your emotions are taking over because you're just upset that the other side is not, you know, both sides have said, we don't think they're negotiating in good faith or we don't, you know, however you want to say it. They don't, both sides don't think the other one is serious enough about, about reaching a, a legitimate agreement here. So, but you have no chance and you're going to cancel more games. If you just don't even talk, if you don't have anything, you need to take a day or whatever. Cause you just went nine straight and you had the, the 16 hour day, the night before you, the deadline or whatever, that's fine, but get right back to it. Why are you not, why are you just flat out not talking and you don't even plan to talk anymore it's because they know they're so far apart and this is going on to go for a very long time they know this is going to go on for a long time and i agree with you i think it's like all right we took our little let's take a day or two hiatus let's get back in there but here's what i think obviously whoever's in that room it isn't working all 30 owners aren't in that room let's refresh it you know what i mean keep tony clark keep uh rob manford but let's refresh it let's get five new owners and five new players in Let's let's everybody's on the same. Everybody wants the same things, but let's get constantly have new, fresh people talking this thing out. They're all being represented, represented. Every team has a has a union rep. Have each team send their guys out there. You, everybody take time, take a day or two in there, refresh everybody out. You know, you can have it on a Zoom. You can have it so everybody can watch the meeting that's not there. So when they get in, they can throw their two cents in and try to make something happen, but it doesn't make sense to just send the same people in there over and over when none of them, I mean, it was to the point where, you know, the very first time they met, it was two minutes and nobody from the players association said a word. That's not a meeting. You can't, that's not a meeting. So it's done after that. This is going to go on for a very long time. I'd be surprised if we play baseball in 2022. Wow. That, that, that long, huh? 
Yeah, and I I would be surprised. I they, that's how far apart they are, and I I don't see this happening early on in this. I was like, man, they're gonna figure this out. This is nothing. It ain't a big deal. You get this. There's so much money out there. That's the part that gets me. I have this conversation all the time. There's a lot of competitors that sell the same products I sell at work. And when I walk into a lumber yard and somebody bought something that I sell, they bought it from somebody else and I see it in their lumber yard. I don't care. Guess what? There is plenty of work out there for all of us. There's plenty of it out there for all of us. Do I want as much of it as I can? Of course I do. But let's like, it's, it's okay if we're not getting everything. So both sides need to say, okay, owners, all right, I own this thing that is worth at least a billion dollars. I own this. Let me make, let me make however much money I want to make on it, but let's take the people that are working and give them, you should be making more. If you want to make more than everybody on your team, that's fine but you better open it up and let people know why and how this is going on. Because I think this is going to be, it's just going to keep going. I don't even know if I'm making sense right now. Yeah. I, but I, that, that's tough too, is, is it seemed, it sounded like they were, they felt like they were close enough to possibly make a deal, but then uh, in some areas, maybe they were, but in others it's, they're so far apart that it's like, and especially if you ask the players, they're so far apart to them that it's the players, it's, yeah, that it's not even close. And I know, I think both sides, from what I understand, have made concessions for certain things. They've agreed on some things. This, you know, the the competitive balance threshold thing, which essentially sort of acts like a, um, like a salary cap almost for for them. The luxury tax and, and, right. and percentage after you go over the luxury tax, how much percentage are you going to pay for, you know, that's going to, you know, they want it to be the players, I think want it to be tiered and the owners just want it to be one, $1, one percentage that you pay. If you go over for however much you go over, maybe it's the opposite way, but look, that's cool. These, that's not the stuff that this is really about. This is about young players making money. That's the biggest part of this thing for the players. The players want less arbitration. And they want young players to be able to make more money. That's their big thing. And the owners don't want it. And they are not giving anything for you. Know, they're like, oh, well, how about if we do the DH? Okay, that's not a concession. Like, okay, DH is fine. We'll, we'll do a universal DH or do universal DH. You want to expand the playoffs to 14 teams? Expand the playoffs to 14 teams. Now, what are you going to give us? Well, I, they have agreed, from what I understand, on this pre-arbitration pool. Now, the money in that pool is the issue now. So I don't know how exactly it's going to work, but from what I understand, their last proposal was like $30 million for guys who come in the league their first couple of years before they're arbitration eligible. There's this, there's like $30 million in this pool to distribute among these guys. How many guys it's going to be, how they determine that, who gets what money, I have no idea how that works yet. Because this is new. They've never had that before. But they have agreed to that. From, from what I hear, I think the players are asking for like $100 million or something like that. So that's, that's a far number off. If, that's, if it's 30 for the owners right now and 100 for the players. It also doesn't seem like that big of a number. Over 30 teams? That I doesn't agree. seem like that big of a number. Yeah. And, and like I said, I mean, maybe it's for five players. And, and if that's the case, then, then great. Or actually, I think, it, I, think I, might have, I think I might have heard something about maybe like the rookies of the year. And the 
and the runners up in each league or something like that. So if that's the case, then it's four players and then 30 million is not that bad to distribute 30 million between four guys. That's pretty good. That's a $7 million over a $7 million increase for each guy. But if that's the way it works, then that is, that is decent. But if you have six guys, 10 guys, 14 guys that are playing at a really high level in their first couple of years, and each one of them gets, you know, 2 million or whatever, then yeah, it's not going to be that great. Especially when your market value is, you know, you're, you're among the best players in the league already. Albert Pujols and Ichiro Suzuki were two of the best players in baseball their rookie year. And then they stayed mm-hmm. that way. Now Ichiro was also like six years into Japan league too. He was an old man too, basically, but sure. sure. He was an old man at 29 or whatever he was, but he was like 26, 27. It wasn't that old. Yeah, whatever he was. Uh, but either way, you, you know what I mean? It, it's, Yep. I don't know exactly how they're how they're deciding to do that, but if the difference is seventy million dollars in that pool, and and the players aren't willing to come down at all for that, from that, then then yeah, they are in big trouble there. I haven't heard too much about deciding whether they whether they drop a couple of years off of the arbitration eligible guys or not, as far as years go. And and they've talked a lot about like service time and all that kind of stuff. There are different things they've been talking about with that. Um, they're also talking about a pitch clock. They're talking about eliminating shifts. Um, they, they, I think from what I understand, they agreed on the number of playoff teams. They expanded it to 12, I guess. 14. Was oh, it I 14? thought it was 14. Yeah, I think it's 14. I think it's 12 right now. Oh, or no, okay. seven, 17. 17 was what they were looking at because it would be – no, that's not right. I just read it the other day in the paper. I thought I the, the players were again. asking for 14 and the, the owners – Maybe the, I forget which one side wanted fourteen, one side wanted twelve, or something like that. And I thought, I thought maybe they agreed at twelve. I, I could be wrong because it's all so confusing now because I'm I'm trying to get like information every day about it, but I feel like it depends on where you go for the information. It's well, there's twelve now. You got two wild cards, right? Oh no, there's how many divisions are there? Yeah, you three got divisions the East, in each league, so that's six. West and Central. East, West, Central. Yeah. So that's three. Six plus, division winners plus two two wild cards in each league. Right. So that's so, that's so there's ten now. Yeah. So maybe that's so one of them. One. I thought I thought I saw something that fourteen was. Either way, however you do it, not whatever. You just will water down the playoffs. Every every playoff is getting watered <laughs> down anyway. So water them down all you want. It is what it is. I don't care about that. Just let, give me, give me, let me, give me the ability to watch a world series this year is all I care about. <laughs> yeah. Yep. At this point, I don't care how much anybody makes. I don't really care about that anyway, but uh, so it, it's hard. That's see, that's the thing. It's hard for fans to, to understand. Everybody wants to, to jump all over the owners because they make the most money and everybody hates Rob Manford and all that kind of stuff. It's easy to just jump all over those guys. And you still see people say, these, you know, I'm, I'm done with, I, I've heard it twice already in the last Whatever. week. I'm, I'm done with baseball. These rich, spoiled athletes. I'm sick of these guys crying over money when they all make millions. It's, I mean, that's such a, such a silly antiquated way to think about it now, but um, I'm still hearing a little bit. Of that and, and, and that's the thing. It's going to come out. It's going to come out and they are going to lose people. It's going to happen, sure. but it's the people that watch. And it happened in, in 90. It happened in 90. 
and and some came back during the home run deal. But stuff like that happens all the time too. There something's going to happen. There's going to be a run at something. There's going to be an amazing player that comes in and does amazing things. But will they all come back? I don't know. I don't really care if they all come back, to be 100% honest with you. As long as I can watch every game on TV, put it in the background, turn the radio on in the backyard, you know, be able to listen to the games. That's what I care about. Let's just get it there. Yeah, yep. 100% with you. It's it's just hard to know that they're not even talking right now. and, and that we so don't know. It is hard to know that. We have arbitration, and there's arbitration, these arbitration judges that are whatever they are that take care of the arbitration cases in baseball. Why don't we bring all these guys in and let them arbitrate this deal? Yeah, I, I guess the only thing is both, team, both sides have to agree to that, and then everybody's probably going to be unhappy at, at the end of it. Okay. Everybody Good. has to is going to have to make more concessions than they're willing to make, but I agree with you. I, I you Good. are going you're Good. going to have to do that anyway to make you got it, exactly. No, nobody's going to be a hundred percent happy. That's what the negotiation is. It's literally if you're negotiating something like this, you have to give up something. They have to give up something. People, you're not going to get everything, and you're not going to give up your. It's like negotiating a trade when you're trading baseball cards, right? You're not going to give up a Scott Scudder, uh, you know, fourth year in the league, Scott Scudder, 1999 Dunnerus card for a 1989 rated rookie Ken Griffey Jr. card. You're not that stupid. You're not going to – no, that's not going to happen, right? Tony – cousin Tony's not here to take all my Kirby puckets and each one give me a Ken Griffey Jr. for it. He's not here to do that. So that's not how it should be. It should be fair. You guys should be acting fair when you do this. I'm with you. Uh, you know, K- Kirby was nothing to sneeze at, though, for sure. No, but uh, he was no Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Kirby Puckett. I gave him every Kirby Puckett card I had. Take it, baby. Give me all your juniors. I give you all my Puckets. <laughs> yeah. Kirby Puckett. Uh, was hilarious to listen to talk. Uh, Mike Tyson, Kirby Puckett, um, yeah. George Foster, yeah, yeah, all the Avery Johnson, pants boys, Avery Johnson, yeah, put them up there <laughs> with all of them, put them up there with all of them. But you know what? Fans are fans are ridiculous anyway. Most fans of games like baseball or the ones that are telling you they're done with it, they're not even really fans anyway. They're just rando people that sit in this crowd. You know how it is. We have this all the time. We have this conversation. It's some random guy sitting in the sitting at a Reds game saying, hey, Scott Williamson still the closer for the Reds? No, that was 1997. <laughs> Scott Williamson doesn't close for the Reds anymore. Why don't they bring – why don't they bring uh, – yeah, shouldn't Joe Oliver be – yeah, why is Joe Oliver not catching anymore? Who are you? Why are you sitting at this game acting like you know everything about the Reds? Hey, yeah, hey, Dave Votto. Dave Votto, man, I'll tell you what, he just gets paid too much money. First off, who's Dave Votto? <laughs> Get out of town, you stupid jerk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only one I'll let slide is if you call Michael Lorenz and Jared Lorenzen, because I did that for about three weeks one time. And I <laughs> I called him Jared Lorenzen constantly. And everybody's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, big quarterback, huh? Big guy. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. Pretty sure Jared Lorenzen is dead. He sure is. And Michael Lorenzen is a 
specimen. Uh, yes, he is. But yeah, talking about the fan thing, uh, it's I, I I have a I have a story for you. All right, about all right, let's hear it. So I, I went right. to I went to a UC game, University of Cincinnati game, basketball game. Uh, they are college basketball in this area struggling a little bit this year. No doubt. UC, uh, I went to a UC game with a good friend of mine. He has season tickets. He takes like, he has season tickets together with like six people with or five, five other people or something like that. He's had them for a long time. Uh, I went, he, he had an extra ticket. I went to the game with him last week. One of his friends who I've known for a while uh, was there with us. And we got, so we, we ate before the game, walked over to the thing, you know, walked across campus over to the arena. We get in there. All right. And so, so the game starts and this guy, this one guy that's with us is a very loud speaker anyway. He has a mm-hmm. very loud voice. He's a big guy. And he, I, I started to see it like as we were walking over there, the way he's talking, I'm like, oh boy, this guy doesn't have much of a filter. He's not too concerned about what he's saying or who's hearing it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. All righty. So we sit down and the game starts and he gets 50 times worse. He is just f bombs and GD bombs and stuff at the top Man. of his lungs Ugh. the whole game, talking about his player. He's a huge UC fan. His players, the other players, the officials, the coaches, everybody. He's everybody is MF and and all this other stuff. They're not. And I'm surprised though. somebody didn't say anything to him. Yeah. I looked over at my buddy a few times because he and I were like sitting in the row behind the rest of the people that were there, we were there with. So he, this guy was yeah. sitting directly in front of me. So he's like the way he's talking, I'm like kind of looking around like, geez, man, is it? And apparently a lot of other people in that area are, you know, this well are also season ticket holders. So they're people that they know just from being at all the games with them. Yep. So, but and there are people that are like friendly with him the whole time. He's talking to people a row up, two or three rows up, and like six seats over, just like yelling at him, like, "Yeah, why is he not doing that?" You know, that whole deal, the whole game. He's also one of these guys. Let me tell you something about the fan that I can't stand at basketball games. I'm excited. Is the guy who has to over overdo everything. So not only what he says, but make make the the call like the travel this this move here, all right? Yep. The travel and has to do it for like six or seven seconds way longer than is needed. Okay. Yeah. Like stands stands up. Maybe he'll do it over his head and, and just do it for the next like ten seconds. And it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. What are you getting out of that? It really exaggerates all the calls. Uh, that, that I, you know, the first down guy, first down fan yep. at football games, yep. hate it. Uh, yep. The fans that overdo the the motions, the calls for the that the officials are supposed to make, 
it's yelling at the top of their lungs what the call should be or what they think it should be or what they missed or whatever. That bothers me so much. But that on top of just being really loud and just cursing and being just awful in every way the whole time. So he, I was with a guy that was doing that. Number one, sitting right in front of oh, me, sitting head. directly next to good me. Thing on my he was in fr- good thing he was in front of you, though, because then you can act like you don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of did after a while. And then, thank goodness, he started to quiet down because they were playing so poorly that I think he just got tired of being so just awful the whole time. Yeah. So toward the end of the game, he hardly said anything. But then this guy next to me is there with his wife, I guess. And he's all decked out in the UC garb. And he's kind of like an overzealous guy to the whole game. And and he's talking the entire game about anything and everything you can think of. Mm-hmm. And he seems like you can kind of tell he's one of those guys that's like, claims to be a huge fan, but isn't really kind of like what you were just talking about. Right. And then it, and then it happened. And I, I understood. So this guy apparently is a season ticket holder because he and his wife were talking to the guy in front of me the whole time. All right. Being buddy, mm-hmm. buddy with that guy. Yep. And then Jaron Cumberland is, was UC's best player for the last couple years. All right. Graduated Absolutely. last year. Yep. Kenyon Martin was UC's best player and probably the country's best player in 2000, 99, 2000, somewhere in there, right? Yeah. Uh, so those guys are 20 years apart. They look nothing alike. Jaron Cumberland is at the game. They show during a timeout in the second half toward the end of the game, they show him on the big screen that he's there. Everybody gets up, cheers. Everybody loves Jaron Cumberland. Great. The guy leans over to me, not a season ticket holder, and goes, is that Kenyon Martin? (laughs) And I thought he was – I thought he had to be kidding at first. I paused. Did you laugh? Did you kind of? Did, I would have laughed. I no. I I I did. I I couldn't because I was confused. I I was. I thought he was joking. And so I stopped for a sec. Like I paused for a couple seconds, and I was like, uh, and I like kind of stumbled. And I'm like, and I, I had to evaluate whether he was being serious or not. And then I realized, yeah, he was being dead serious. This massive UC fan who is a season ticket holder, even if he started this year, he, yeah. you would think you would think he would know who both of those guys are or even just one of them. To, to not know whether Jaron Cumberland is Kenyon Martin. Ooh. And then to go that to games my- and, and act like a maniac the whole time. <sighs> That, that's the part that gets me. Now, when I'm watching the Xavier game, I there are times where I get excited and there are times where I get frustrated. But you'll never hear me scream and yell, especially at a kid or at a coach, either team. Yeah. Uh, ref either. I don't like yelling at refs either. There's no point in yelling at ref. You're not going to change his mind. We used to have a guy in front of us at Xavier games, and he hadn't been there this year. 
which is kind of a bummer because he always wore a scarf every game. 99 degrees, 10 degrees. He wore his Xavier scarf. It was his lucky scarf. Because if he didn't have that Xavier scarf on, Xavier was going to lose. Sure. You know, because his scarf was the thing that determined how the athletes would play. That's another thing that gets on my nerves. Um, <laughs> so, so he, uh, the guy, I'm saying that as the guy who wore and did not wash his Bengals shirt for the entire playoffs. So, anyway, so this guy, would this is one I liked. So this guy really didn't know his stuff and he knew the recruits. He knew everybody. He knew all the referees and their names. He would yell directly at a referee. Hey, Jarvis, you got that one wrong. You know, you got that wrong. Like, okay, we get it. And then he'd do it over and then he'd yell the other ref and is like, and he, it was, it was, he wanted everyone to know that he knew more than them. So one time, just for fun, I was like, hey, who's Jarvis? Oh, that's the ref right there over there. You see that ref? That's that. And then that ref is that. And that's that ref. And I was like, man, you sure do know a lot about basketball. Just because I like to be a little sarcastic with people. <laughs> and that's uh, so then I can't stand that. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. OK, enjoy the game. Cheer for your team. Okay, cheer for your team. The other one, this is good. The, the annoying guy behind me. We were talking about this. And I just thought of a couple stories too. So the annoying guy behind me, my favorite line, he's used it twice this year. So uh, he, something will happen and he'll go, he's got to get him out. He's got to take him out. And then Travis Steele subs him out. Right. And his old 90 year old mom, God love her. will go, Oh my gosh, you, you could be doing this. See, you, you could do it just as good as him. You knew exactly what he was going to do. And he goes, yeah, mom, because I know the game. Wow. He's got a 16-year-old daughter. So he probably coached like sixth grade girls basketball, and he knows the game. <laughs> Guy gets four fouls. Yeah, I'm going to sub him out too. That's a man. That was, <laughs> boy, you got a, got a bright head on that shoulder, bud. You, know, you must be yellow in the cram box. <laughs> Another guy is the chronic repeater. And I feel like the guy that does that overdoes the signals and stuff. I feel like that's yeah. usually the same guy yells the same thing four, five, six times in a row. It repeats himself, not like through the game, like at that moment. Yeah. Where's the yeah. foul? Where's the foul? Where's the foul? Call the foul. You got to call the foul. <sighs> Guess what? They, the referee didn't answer you the first time, and he's not going to answer you the sixth time. He didn't hear you any of those times, let me tell you. No, out of college, he didn't. unless you're sitting courtside. And if he, and if he did, he's still not going to answer you. No. No. Because he's, so, he, he's not the, – the coach is doing the same thing, and he's not even talking yep. to him about it. It's yep. He's not going to talk yep. to you, buddy. So what do you think about this? So I I heard I did not see because I wasn't at the game. So I don't know how it went down. I don't know, you know. So Travis Steele's wife sits one section over from us. Got a perfect view of her. She's got about six six seats, eight seats, plus another couple on the other side that grandma and grandpa are usually in. And uh, so apparently she started yelling at some fans the other day, which. It's got to be hard if the student section is 
cheering to fire your husband and things like that are going on. It's got to be really tough to be there and to go through that. Now, I don't know what was yelled at her, so I'm not even going to talk about if it's okay for her to do what she did. But she does have two little kids. So my number one thing is keep the mouth on on low, right? Let's keep the F-bombs down. We don't need F-bombs. We don't need any of this. Let's just tone that down a bit. I'd get pissed. I would be mad if my son was there and there was somebody dropping F-bombs like crazy. One, I let slip. Two, I might turn around, just give a little hand nod, like, hey, point down at my son, like, hey, like that. And if he's got something to say after that, then it's, hey, seriously, dude, stop cussing. We got a kid. There's kids all around here, man. So if it was something like that, I could see her getting upset. But if she got upset because somebody was yelling to fire her husband, I can understand her wanting to defend him, but they got to find a new place for her to sit because it's going to be coming down. It's going to be raining down on senior night. <laughs> so anyway, I don't, I, my, my point is if the, if, the, if they were directed at her saying something to her about it, that that's another fan I can't stand. I hate when a fan yells at another fan. I can't stand that either. Like if I if I'm a Xavier fan and I'm at Villanova and some Villanova and I jump up because we just hit a big three and Villanova guy tells me to sit down, I shut up. Yeah. Like I didn't. I stood up for one second. I sat right back down. It was an instant thing. I clapped. Or if I start clapping after something happens, don't do that. That never happened to me, but it happens unfortunately at Xavier. And I've told Xavier fans he's a fan. Let it, yeah, he's clapping because his team did good. Yeah. We clap when our team does good. I can't stand that. We're not part of the game. We're not part of the game, guys. Can we all just realize that we're not part of the game? Not we're the not way you the not the way you want to be. Not the way some of them want to be. Uh, you're yeah. part of the game and that you can fire your team up and, and that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Some players do feed off of that. But to be negative to to be negative toward your team, to be negative toward the other t- I mean, I guess that can that can if it's bad enough, that can you can bother somebody on the other team, but to be negative toward the officials and that kind of stuff, you're not doing anything good for your team. You're not being as involved in the game as you think you are or whatever. Yeah. Or if you are, you're having a negative impact on it, you know, just, yep. just have a positive impact on your team as much as you can. And then look, you don't have to cheer. If, if your team's playing poorly, if they've lost five of their last six or whatever, you don't have to like that. You don't have to go to the game. You don't have to, you, you can go to the game and you you can just sit there and watch the game. You don't mm-hmm. have to be vocal and be flamboyant and stuff all the time. Just just go and watch. If you don't like it, you can leave. You can go somewhere else. You can go to Skyline. I recommend that. It makes you feel better. Oh, I had Skyline today for lunch, dude. Man, yeah. my I am getting some major uh, – what do you call that when you're when you're when your uh, stomach acid comes up through your esophagus? Is that acid reflux? There you go. That sounds oh, like something that I probably have. That's tough. Yeah, it's burning me up, man. I'm drinking as much. I, the water's probably wrong. Maybe I should be drinking milk or something. I don't know. Oh, that's it's tough. hurting though. It's burning on me. All from that dag on. All because I decided to go to Skyline today. You, but you it was gotta do it. whatever you, you gotta do whatever you need to 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 take care of that because you don't want to have to eliminate that from your diet forever. No, nope. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right, Adam, we don't have too much more going on today. 
We've got we had our, we've we've talked about you know baseball. We got a little bit of fan stuff that we like to hate on fans all the time. Um, and let's move because I didn't watch the comedy, so we're not going to do comedy today. I apologize to everybody. Let's talk about our Mount Rushmore this week because I'm pretty stoked about this one. I'm pretty stoked, but I want to know. I want you to start off. It's your Mount Rushmore. You go ahead, blow your nose, sneeze, do everything you got to do, get all the snot out of that schnoz of yours. But my my this week's Mount Rushmore is the Mount Rushmore of ages. Adam, Adam came up with this idea on the spot last week, and I love it. Not like the Middle Ages or the Ice Ages. No, no, no. We're talking about our favorite ages. So Adam pretty much can go up to 40, and I can – no, you're not 40. Are you 40? He's 40. 40. Jeez, you're, you're an old man. And <laughs> I am 38. So I can go up to 38. So, Mr. Schmidt, I cannot wait to hear your uh, your Mount Rushmore of ages and how you came up with them. All right. This was this was really tough, man. I you could you could do a lot of different things with this, I think. And I one of the things I did was the first one that I picked was was eight. When I was eight years old, it was 1990, and that was the year the Reds won the World Series. Last time the Reds won the World Series. That was a huge thing in my life and your in our lives. Um and, and you know when you're eight, you're at a pretty good age where you still don't have much. You don't have a ton of care. You you can play sports. You can uh, you know you're you're in school and that you know you got to do your school stuff. But you're still young enough where it's like you're not stressed out. You don't have a ton of tough stuff going on. You get, basically you go to school. And you come home and you play and you might have a little homework or whatever, but your your life's pretty good at eight. And then when your baseball team wins the World Series, that's pretty darn good too. My next age, I go all the way up to 18, buddy. 18, uh, you know, probably the same way for a lot of people. <clears throat> to me, it's, you know, you do get a lot of freedom starting at 18. Um, you know, you can vote, you can buy cigarettes and all kinds of stuff. I don't, I didn't need any of that stuff. That was the, that was one of two times in my life. I voted when I turned 18, (laughs) Uh, uh, but the, it's just, it's just about the freedom. And especially after you get out of high school, I think that's the biggest part there is most people are either 17 or 18 when they get out of high school. That's the the part when you're like, okay, now I got to, now I basically, I have more control over what I can do with my life. Do I want to go to school? What do I want to go to school for? Now I can start taking, if I want to go further my education, I can decide what I want it to be in. I don't have to take whatever classes they force me to take. Now you do have to do some, some of that stuff in college, but not nearly as much as you do in, in high school and in elementary school. So you have this freedom. Where do you want to take your life? What do you want to do? Start working toward that. Next age I went with was 26. This was tough because I'm, I'm thinking in the 25 to 28 range in there is what I went with. Yeah, 26. You have no idea what this is going to be, right? <laughs> no, that's not it. 
oh, first what? three numbers I wrote down. Really? 7, 18, and 26. <laughs> wow. So 26, I just decided that. It's not because... in that order. 26 was the first number, and then 7, 18, and then I have one more. I can't wait to see if it's oh, the same okay. as yours. I, I just did these chronologically. These aren't necessarily my favorite in order. But okay. So I went 8, 18, and then 26. I think I just kind of in that range, like 25 to 28. I was probably in the best shape of my life. I was the best I ever was at basketball. I was playing a ton of basketball at that time. I think that was about the best I ever was at the, around that time in, in, in like my mid to late twenties. Um, you know, and you're starting to get, you're starting to, to really become an adult. You're getting later in your twenties and that kind of stuff. And, and your, your life is kind of forming your adulthood is really kind of forming, um, you, you know, working full time and that kind of thing. Then I went, my last one, I got 30, 30 years old. I feel like is a, is a good age because you're, you're past your twenties. You're not this, you know, young, dumb kid anymore. Right. You don't have that excuse. You kind of have, uh, you know, I mean, if you're like me, you're 40 and you still don't know what you want to do when you grow up, but you, you kind of have this thing where you're reaching a level of expected maturity. And, and in a lot of cases, you know, maturity. And then, but you're still young, you're still young and you have this youth, you, you could still, you know, do pretty much everything you want to do. Uh, the, I, I feel like 30 is just a great age because you're at the, this middle level where you're not, people don't, I feel like people have less respect for you when you're younger because they know like, look, you're younger. You don't know as much as you're going to, you're not as experienced at 30, you have a little bit of life experience now as an adult under your belt. You kind of, you're usually into whatever career path you're going down. Um, not that it can't change, but you're, you, you know, you're usually sort of on a trajectory there. And then you kind of, you're like looking at your thirties, you still have a whole decade of your thirties to go. And that's really where people grow up and become the people that they're going to be. Eight, 18, 26, 30. What do you have, buddy? All right, so I wrote down seven because I was thinking of iconic years. So I scratched seven out. I don't want to be all the same. <laughs> so I'm scratching. I also, at one point in time, one of the first things I wrote down also, and I scratched out early, was newborn. But I don't remember newborn. So I figured that'd be a great year because you don't really have to do anything. Everybody does literally everything for you, including roll you over. Like you don't do anything. You only have to hold your head up. So it's amazing. Right. Uh, but I'm going to take new newborn off. I'm going to take seven off and we'll start chronologically. I'm going to go 18. 18 was my senior year in high school going into, you know, the year after that, my senior year, I had a blast my senior year. I had a blast the year that the summer afterwards and everything that went through that, that age, that was awesome. Uh, then I'll chronologically, I'll do the same as you. I'm going to go 23 and a lot of that, because that was when I really, that's when I first moved out. It's when I, you know, started to feel more like uh, a grown up, and I was playing a ton of softball at the time traveling around. Uh, you know, we would go to out of town tournaments and just had a good group of buddies that we just chilled and hung out with all the time. Uh, just an absolute crazy time of my life, but it was a lot of fun. I've, 
friends to this day, a lot of my fr- best good friends to this day are from those that that few years there. Twenty six. We already told you that the same as that. That's the year I got married. So got married on my twenty sixth birthday, the first year of marriage. I mean, come on, can't beat that, right? And then my last one, thirty eight. I'm 38 right now. I can't think of a better, a better, a better thing, a better year than I could have. I, I had a great year. I had a, I had a great age. I, my kids are at a fun age. I can go do anything I want with them. I, uh, you know, I at a point in my life where do whatever we want. I don't have to, I don't have to make concessions because kids are this or that. I just do what I want. It's a lot of fun. Very nice. I shouldn't say do what I want. That might be a little too far. Do uh, almost anything that I want. Sure, you I can't go more... streaking at the Reds game or something right now. Sure, yeah. Within within reason, you have some more freedoms now than you did when the, your kids were were younger, or um, right. I mean, you, I, that's that's great. Hundred percent. We can go out. We go out with friends now. Like the kids can be, I don't have to worry about who's watching my kids. I mean, I've got nieces and I got people I can watch them, but I don't have to worry about them when they're being watched. Like, Oh my gosh, make sure he eats this and he's got to do this. Man, at this point in time, they're six and nine. Just let them do like, yeah, you guys are good. You got this down. They're little kids. Just you figure it out. It's easy. They'll, when they want something to eat, they'll get something to eat. It's that simple. I sleep in when I want to sleep in. They go down, make their own breakfast, get on an iPad, and I'm good to go. Turn the TV on, whatever. Love it. Everybody's potty trained. You don't have to. Yeah, that's awesome. So I just thought of something here. Another funny story before we get out of here. Yeah. So, you know, I, I this goes into it because we're talking about best years of our lives. Like, like what made you feel good during those ages? I had my sister-in-law today. God love her. Little Krista. Uh, at one point in time, she was dating Uncle Paul. Now she's got a new boyfriend with Down syndrome. You know, they're all they're they're together now. She's got a boyfriend. Well, she spilled some water on him today on accident while they're in their in their little uh, whatever they where they go. Metscore, shout out to Metscore. We should shout them out. They're awesome. I can Absolutely. So she looks at me before she tells me that story, and we're at my niece's singing competition thing or whatever not competition but she's singing for her review and we're sitting there all the families there my brother-in-law's family is there all sitting at a table or around the table she looks at me and she says since you've been with Aaron have you ever done something you were embarrassed of and before I could answer Wait. Four people, four people answered him. No, embarrasses him. Four different people started laughing at that question. I want it to be known. There are a lot of times I get embarrassed. It happens quite a quite a bit. I'm just good at blowing it off. That's funny because the, the, as soon as you said that, the first thought that came to my mind was. Well, they've been together for a long time. Of course, he's been, you know, done plenty of embarrassing things. And then I thought, wait, exactly what they said. I was like, Chris doesn't get embarrassed. He's not embarrassed. Most of the time I did them on, yeah, did it on purpose. <laughs> but that's a good explanation. You do get embarrassed, but you handle it well. 
I like to try to make other people embarrassed. I like to say <laughs> things and do things to make other people feel uncomfortable. I love that. That's fun. If I can say something and make somebody turn red, it's the greatest day of my life. Like, but, like yeah. smacking a, like smacking a referee on the butt before the game starts and telling me looks cute tonight or something like that. hundred yeah. percent. Yep. Yes. hundred percent. I, I don't like touching referees on the butts cause I don't know where they all are. If it's an umpire or referee, I know, yes, I'll do it. But a new one, sometimes I'll just walk up and I'll be like, good night, brother. Them stripes looking good tonight on you, dude. I don't know what you did different. <laughs> them stripes are looking good something like that and then they get a little chuckle and we're all good i had these two refs refs walk by me and i don't know that i've ever met either of these refs the other day we're playing basketball and the two refs that are going to be refing the game after us it's timeout they come walking by teams are out there and i look at this guy and i'm like what's up big dog best referee in town coming in wish you were here for this game and not the next one and he goes oh man i've been missing you man how you doing what's up never seen the guy in my entire life never seen i love that see bring a little positivity into the world man it's okay that's good that's good you're good at that yeah that was always one of my favorite uh embarrassing moves i was probably usually more embarrassed than even the official was like when we played basketball for years. oh you're talking about for at at holy family i would do that to those guys because i knew them yeah. yeah i smack ricky in the butt all the time hey ricky what's up big guy looking good today brother the silver fox <laughs> <laughs> and i'd just be like oh, oh my like, god did that really embarrass you when i would do that i didn't Chris, i'm embarrassed was... by everything what are you talking about <laughs> Ricky got a kick out of it. He never got upset or felt weird, but well, maybe he did feel weird. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he but he, he'd give you, he'd give a little chuckle or a smile or just walk away or whatever. But, he always yeah. chuckled. Whenever I sat on the bench, he wouldn't even go up and down the court. He'd just sit, stand next to me and make fun of everyone on our team. <laughs> just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, I don't know how good, is how good of officials they were, but they were they were good guys. Uh, you know what, man? <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. We were down there just trying to stay in shape. That's all That's it right. was at that point. That's right. I would love to do something like that again, but I could only do it in Holy Family Gym. It's <laughs> the only gym I could play basketball in right now because I can take three steps and go from three-point line to three-point line <laughs> and not have to run any more than that. Oh, man. <clears throat> there are a lot of – a lot of small gyms on the uh, west side of Cincinnati, though, but none smaller yes, than that. Nope, none smaller than that. Put your heels on the uh, on the brick wall, and you got six inches of feet inbounds. <laughs> you're standing on the line. Your your heels are on the yes. wall, and your toes are on the line. On there's the line. an there's literally an inch between the out of bounds line and the brick wall. <laughs> That's it. <clears throat> That's all you get. Uh, I, I frequently think about moments down there in that league different. Yeah. I played on th- like four different teams over the years and in the last, like whatever it was, five, six years or whatever with you guys. Yeah. And, uh, I had a lot of fun down there. Saw some crazy stuff too. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I would, if I was a referee down there one time, just during like a heated game when thing was getting, you know, because sometimes it get a little heated down there when you get grown men from the ghetto playing. Yeah. And you get down there. One day I would hand the ball to somebody on that inbounds play on the sideline. And as they threw it in, I'd blow the whistle right away. 
and say, you can't step in bounds when you're throwing the ball. <laughs> just to, and I'd be dead serious and I'd take the ball and just give it a second. You know what I mean? Just to get everybody real well. I go, man, I'm just playing. Everybody take a deep breath. All right, let's try this again. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. I, love, I would definitely do that one. I would, I would have, I would use that for sure. I was playing on this team. Uh, I think before we started playing, but you might've been down there playing with us during that time before we actually hit our, our, uh, you know, our, our last team that we played with down there. Uh, the only other team I played with down there was with you and Lou. Yeah. It. it was around that time. And I, I played with him, uh, a bunch down there. And then, uh, played with this other team for like a a year that was always real good but uh there was a guy down there he was actually a good friend to lose and but he was he was not a, a guy that had his head on straight for sure uh big guy loud mouth guy you know one of those <clears throat> and <laughs> thought was he, he was, fat was he a big fat guy yep I yeah. think I did play a year with him. Name was Kenny Dooley. All right. I probably shouldn't say his name because this goes out on the internet all over the place. But Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I did not play on that team, but I 1,000% know who that is because he play, I played softball with him for half a year. That half a year right. because it didn't work out. We'll just say it didn't work out. Okay. He, that dude could be maybe in his day might have been one of the best athletes probably around. Like everything I've ever heard, the dude was a phenomenal athlete. But yes, boy's got a little mouth on him. Boy, there was a game that I think I think it was one of the games I was on his team. Maybe he got teed up twice, thrown out. On his way out, he's screaming at the top of his lungs, cussing everybody out, just saying the dumbest stuff in the world. Garbage can right by the door as you walk out. All right. He tripped over it. Tell me he tripped over it, please. Nope. Picked it up, oh. threw it onto the onto the court. <laughs> oh garbage goes all over the place. The can comes out. Picked up a garbage can and threw it out like he was a baseball manager that got kicked out of a game and he's emptying the dugout, throwing bats and water coolers and stuff all over the field. That's rec league basketball for you right there, man. Yeah. That's rec league basketball. Yeah, get a little, get a little Cincinnati West Side wreck. That's how we do things recreational around here. That's right. Just for real, for real, real quick. For real, for real, real quick. Closest I ever came to being in a fight. Oh yeah, not that day. A different day. That was when we when yeah. we were playing on that on our team. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh, you talk about being when you were down there. Yeah. Well, at, at any Dooley, point in my life, Penny Dooley, Penny Dooley would have probably crumbled you like a. Oh, no, I don't mean no, that. Day. Not him. No, you're talking about a different day and a different person because I know yeah. what game you're pl- talking about. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because I've never seen you tackle somebody before, which yeah. you basically did. Yep. Yep. Anyway, a lot of <laughs> st- <laughs> a lot of memories from down there. A lot of good ones. Some others that, you know, you'd like to forget. But it's all part of the past, you know. Yes, it is. All right, Adam, so we're going to watch <laughs> Ari Anzari, I think is how you say his name. I can't remember. We're going to watch out for next week. Aziz Anzari. Aziz Anzari, yes. Funny guy. I like this dude. I like a lot of stuff he's done before. Of course, I didn't watch this one, but I'm sure it's just as good. Uh, So we'll watch that. And now it's my turn to choose a Mount Rushmore. 
I'm going to get this back into the sports world. Yep. All right. We're going to, we're going to do something a little different here. We're going to, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to say, I want to go with the Mount Rushmore of 1990s, anyone that played in the 90s, even if you played one year in 1999 or just one year in 1990, 1990s catchers. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I'm going to go 90s catchers. We're going to have to do some research on this one. I mean, I've got two immediately. <laughs> yep. But what do you go from there? Yeah. Yeah. So probably, yeah. Yeah. Man, that's fun. I like that. All right. 1990s catchers. You could put your rookie year could have been 99 or you could have retired in 1990. And that counts. And your whole career will count. Not just how they played in, in the 90s. If you played in one of those years, you count as a catcher, but your whole career can be taken into consideration. Yeah, I'm going to make this even more difficult. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's see. Carlton Fisk was still playing in the 90s. Uh, Ah, anyway. When did did, did Molina? When was Molina a rookie? Probably like 04, 03. Yeah, he had to be be early. Yeah, we're 22 years now. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe it was 99. I don't know. Huh. We'll find out. Let's check it out. We'll find out. All right. All right. So we got Mount Rushmore, 1990s catchers. We have uh, Aziz and Zari, uh, new special on Netflix. I don't know, man. You got anything else you want to go over before we get out of here? I feel like I, every time I look down at my little screen, I'm in a, it looks like I'm in a dark cave. <laughs> got no That's all right. Over here. I'll, I'll apologize to everybody watching this for shoving uh tissues up my nose half the time and uh making that a gross I, thing to watch i just got to give it to you for for making the podcast man and, and and striving through it and and pushing through you know the the difficulty that you're having right now and, and i gotta give it to you you did a heck of a job i'm playing hurt i'm playing hurt yep uh no th- let's let's mark this as what the ninth or tenth podcast we've had to do on zoom because i've been sick yeah, I, the guy who the guy who's afraid of germs and does everything I can to to not deal with them is sick all the time. And the guy who doesn't care about germs is never sick. And I'll never understand oh, that. I got to start. I told you a million dirt. times. I, I told you a million dirt. times why. Just start taking a, taking a leak and don't wash your hands, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. That's totally kidding. Totally kidding. I only do that when I poop. <laughs> Let me tell you something really quick and embarrassing is I, I hope it. I hope that people watching this. Oh, that's good lighting right there. When you get up close like that, that's good lighting. Um, anyway, if you're watching this, I don't think you'll be able to see it. But at one point, it, it, I got it. I had a drip from my nose onto the base of the mic stand here. And it was, that's the hardest part about this thing is a lot of times when your nose is running, you can feel it coming down and you're like, oh, oh, oh got to catch it. And that happened once, but once in a while you get one where it just drop, it just drips out. You don't even feel it and you just notice it or whatever. And you're like, oh, that's when it's scary. Well, if you're leaking, that's a legit runny nose. That thing is running. That faucet is on three days, buddy. Three days going on oh. now. 
I'm waiting for it to hit its peak so it can start going back down. Where's the Zycam at? You need some Zycam. Is that it? Should I do that? Yeah, go go get you some Zycam. That'll knock that thing right out. Is that a uh or is it's that, like in an orange box? Yeah, I mean, is that a um what do you call it? Allergy medicine? I don't know. It has something to do with all that stuff. I don't know. Uh, I just know whenever I get a little feeling like that, I pop one of those and the thing's gone. Okay. Or here's the other trick. I'm gonna tell you, you want to sleep tonight? I got one for you. All right. Here's what you do. You take a spoonful of hot sauce, okay, a shot of whiskey, and then a shot of uh, what's the cold medicine you go to sleep to? You're not, you can only buy so much and you got to use your ID to buy it now. The NyQuil or something? NyQuil, NyQuil. So spoonful of hot sauce, shot of whiskey, shot of NyQuil. Hurry up and go lay down. You'll be cleared out. The hot sauce will clear you out enough right off the bat. And for you, one shot of whiskey will basically knock you out. The NyQuil will keep the congestion away throughout the night. I got you sleeping tonight, bud. I got you. Dr. Chris is in the house. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank, thank, for the, thank you for the prescription. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. On that note, I think it's time, brother. I think that uh, I think it's time for us to to say good night and all our M I C K U I M O U S E. Um, yeah. So until next week, don't forget to turn your headlights on.